that is our goal in this episode to make sure that you get the willies. Do you have all the willies? You, you gotta ask them in the ASMR voice. Willie John. Willie oh, Boy. Good Lord. Willie Whale. Willie Bones. Willie, Willie, Willie Wonka. Willie Wonka. Go home. <laughs> oh my God. Rock on hell. I'll show you a Willie. We don't want to see your dirty Willie. <laughs> it's so little, though. We'd never see it. All right, you need a microscope. We ready? No. Waiting on you. Yeah. You guys kept going off there. We're just waiting on you. Okay, perfect. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. <laughs> it's so weird to do it that way. <laughs> so wow. Don't worry, that'll be kept in. I promise. Welcome, magic folk, to this week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I am Matt Olson. Over there, we got Danny Oakstead. What's up? And we have the little uh, Boggle himself, JB. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Boggles just learned the definition of ASMR. Right. He's mind blown right now. Very mind blown. He is indeed. He is uh his his autonomous sensory meridian response is activated. No, I'm just not well versed in this new age fucking slang acronym, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Came out in two thousand ten, sir. Yeah, I don't know that shit. You were a youngin in two thousand ten. Was I? You were 20. Was I? I'm pretty positive I can do math. Sure. We'll go with Can't, that. I have a hard time with time zones, but math <laughs> something I can work on. This week in math. With Matthew Olson. Eh, nah. Let's just keep it a pot. Let's keep it to uh, time zones, ASMR. I, I forgot the other five already. Uh, exchange rates. Oh, exchange rates. That was another one. And we got our lovely listener, Dan, overseas to help us out with that. With that when those questions arise. But before we just keep before we just keep deviating too far off, we got an episode for you guys. This is episode number 64. So before we jump in, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in Fargo, North Dakota, at the bottom of West Acres Mall. They have the Commander Legends product you are looking for. Not only the boxes, the collectors, they got singles as well. Whole box set aside of the etched foils, which... Oh my god, those etched foils look good. Y'all have opened a box. Y'all got your etched foils. What do you mean foils? I only got one. Oh, shit. <laughs> so sorry for you, JB. Like I said, my box was shit. They have your cards that you need, but also they have your magic supply product. They have playmats and sleeves and dice. Go check them out. Also, on the weekends, there are modern and legacy leagues that fire off. Pretty consistently, I would say. So, if you're into any of those, please check out the Discord community. Link's down in the description below. And we'll just quickly touch here as well. They also, J-Dubs, helps you get your cards graded through PSA or Beckett because they get better deals and it saves you a bunch of money if you go through them. 
actually talking to a, a person who might be sending in some of uh, the first uh, base set Pokemon, some base set Pokemon cards in to get graded. They have a, a holographic Gyarados, which if in a uh, PSA 7 at least, could get $400. Nice. So yeah, got that. So let's jump into the breakdown of how this episode is going to be laid out for you all here. We're going to talk about the past weekend event results over at the Boggle Desk with JB, and then he is also going to inform us about some upcoming events. Stick around, because this weekend is probably going to be my favorite weekend of Magic playing. Then from there, we are going to talk about some news. We have a lot of art updates and some uh, MTGO and Magic Arena updates. Then we'll jump into the finance section, where we will talk about the weekly winners through MTG stocks. After that... Jump into Deck of the Week, which JB kind of stole away from me this time, but we'll allow it. We'll allow it. And then you guys, then you guys can go home. Have a good old time. How Aren't do you they know they're not at home listening? Maybe he was telling us that we can go home finally. Yeah. I won't keep you here. At midnight when we finish recording. Two o'clock in the morning. All right. Central daylight time when? for those who are in England or across the world. This week in time zones. When have you been here? Past nine o'clock. <laughs> Let me pull my tablet real quick. Right. Tablet. A lot. No, what? No. <laughs> Guaranteed. Y'all haven't been here. No, yeah, no. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've been here pretty late. Last couple times. Last couple times. Well, first off, y'all were playing magic. <laughs> Actually, the last time we were done at 830. I got home at like 8.45. See, you guys have never been here past 10. But oh, now the it changes. Times, the times Fantastic. before that it was pushing 10 o'clock, if not later. See, exactly. I guess I, guess I can't. I got to think about your guys' travel home as well. Yeah, you got to put travel time in that ship, bro. Okay, so I'll stand corrected for now. And I pass it over to JB at the Boggle Desk. Do you though? I mean, you, you kind of have a desk now. I do have a desk, kind of. And you got your you got your little Chromebook back? Yep, finally. We dug it out and charged it up. So. <laughs> you can look all official. Now we got to get you like a little sports vest and tie. Right. We need to get a little like interlude clip that we play, kind of like Sports Center. Okay. Duly noted. Future Matt, figure that out. Okay, so first up, we have the CFB Clash Championship happened this past weekend. Apparently, according to Twitter, and we're going to go off of this because CFB tweeted it themselves, um, CFT Sock is the winner with Team Ramp. Even though on the MTG Melee, where they run it through, their rankings show them in second, and we'll just go with the fact that he won. Because we, we did a little research beforehand. We were looking it up. So, and all signs seemed to point towards that, hey, he won. But, uh, yeah, MTG Melee being incorrect? Maybe. I mean, we'll find out, I guess. But So, CFT Sock took it all with Teamer Ramp. And then second place, we had Teamer Midrange. Third place was Mono Green Food. Fourth place was Mono Green Food. Fifth place, we had Demir Rogues. Sixth place, Demir Control. Seventh place, Demir Rogues. And eighth place, Demir Control. 
So it looks like a pretty fun top eight. I say that sarcastically because I hate the mono green food decks and the rogue decks. Yeah, those rogue decks are very, very punishing. Mm-hmm. But man, it has good cards. They're they're running the Blood Chiefs Thirst. They're running Lofty Denials, and I just like that. It tickles my fancy. Right, mono green food decks are freaking stupid too. I a damn wicked wolf. Ugh. Hate that card. So dumb. So moving on, we had an SCG Caldheim qualifier that happened this last weekend. Uh, this one was historic. And first up, we had Saltite Control. Second place was Rakdos Sacrifice. Third place was Azorius Auras. Fourth place was Goblins. Fifth place was God Pharaoh's Gift. Sixth place was Mono Black Aggro. Seventh place, we had Rakdos Sacrifice. And eighth place, we had Blue White Control. And let me just tell you, this Saltite Control list that took first uh, is pretty self-explanatory if you guessed it there's four arrows and three hydroid crises talk about that yasharn impeccable earth though right yeah that one's kind of a spicy include there so they got so technically it's not salt eye control then well it's the only it's four color it's the only white spell so i think because there's nothing in the sideboard as well right so the only reason why yasharn so yasharn is white green two for a four four legendary elemental boar Yasharn ETBs, search your library for a basic forest and a basic plains card. Reveal them, put them in your hand, shuffle your library. Players can't pay life or sacrifice non-land permanents to cast spells or activate abilities. So I think the main reason for something like this is to go against the mono-black, Rakdos sack deck, mono-black sack decks, God Pharaoh's gift decks, and Rakdos sacrifice decks. And clearly it... I mean, it worked. Yeah. Because Recto Sacrifice, you know, you have the Cauldron Familiar Mayhem Devil just sacking all your stuff still. And <laughs> it just stops that. Those decks are just stomped by Yasharn. So, clearly why it took first place here in the historic Keldheim Qualifier. Very spicy mainboard tech is what we're getting at here. Right. Well, then they had one inside board too. Yep. So you could get three. Oh, the other white spell that you could cast in the sideboard, they have Mythos of Nethroi. Oh, I suppose, yeah, you can you can spend white on it. Yep, and then you can hit anything. So yep. Mythos is black to instant destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature or if green-white was spent to cast the spell. See, me personally, I like that card too much, so I'd play more than one, but that's just me. I don't play a lot of control. It's solid. Gets rid of your opponents like everything. Shark Typhoons. Right, shark typhoons are good. Yep, hitting planeswalkers as well. So I like to hard cast that shit though. So then I'm just dumping, dumping sharks everywhere. Yeah, shark typhoon, super fun. Okay, so that wraps it up for our uh, past events, our upcoming events. We have, holy shit, how many of these fuckers are there? Satellites going on all weekend. Oh, damn, yeah, Jesus Christ, all day Saturday. Anyway, oh, and Friday. Friday. Yep, Friday and Saturday. Okay, so it looks like we have a bunch of SCG Tour online satellite tournaments here. So, we have the first one is going to be on Friday at 4 a.m. And this is all central time, by the way, because the CST is central, right? 
Central yep. Standard Time. Yeah, Standard, Central, Central Standard Time. Time. This week in time zones. Right? There you go. God, it shows up so much. Those guys are so intelligent with right? their time zone knowledge. God. Maybe we got to get them on the podcast. There you go. Let's do an interview with them. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, so satellite number two is going to start at noon on Friday. Number three is at 6 p.m. on Friday. Number four is 10 p.m. on Friday. And then we go to Saturday with number five at 4 a.m., number six at 9 a.m., number seven at 2 p.m., and number eight at 7 p.m. And then on Sunday, starting at 9 p.m. or 9 a.m., sorry, 9 a.m., is going to be a 5K Caldheim Championship qualifier. And it looks like all of them are standard format. So a quick reminder of how the the satellite series gets you into the Keldheim qualifier, championship qualifiers up into the Keldheim championship is like you play the SEG Tour online satellite events to get sent to either the Keldheim championship qualifier, depending on how well you do, or the magic qualifier weekend. Stick with us. It's very confusing. Nice little infographic that we'll put in the link below. But So from both of those, you can, from the SEG Keldheim qualifier, you can go to the Magic Qualifier Weekend, then to the Championship. Or if you do well enough in a, an SEG Keldheim qualifier, you can go straight to the Keldheim Championship. If I made no sense, please check out, the, check out that image down below. All right, so next up, we have everybody's favorite uh, online event. We have Command Fest 3 online. And that's going to be happening November 28th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. And then November 29th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it looks like they're going to be running Commander Legends sealed events too. So if you're ready for that, go to your LGS, pick up six packs when you uh, sign it. And then you could jump into the sealed events. So support the support them. Uh, also, rem- reminder: this is free to join. You don't have to pay any money. Well, I mean, you got to pay money for you know, like the sealed product and whatever. And they're gonna have deals and stuff on Channel Fireball as well, where you can like buy in buy some merch and stuff. But oh man, they also have all of the highlight or the, all the feature matches scheduled up here. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at that too. Because they're going to have a lot of coverage going on for this, too. Yes. Match 2 going to be pretty cool. Happening uh, November 28th at 12.30. It has Angelo Guerrera. He is a big EDH guy. On uh, He is at the Jess guy on Twitter. Talks Magic all on EDH Rec. Has article series of Archetype Tune-Up, I think is what it's called. Gavin Verhe is playing... 4.30 p.m. that day. Match three on the 28th at 12.30 p.m. It's going to have your boy, you mean Saffron Olive. It's at 2 p.m., sir. No. 2 p.m. Match three. Oh, is it underneath? Yeah. Instead of on top? Yeah. Oh, so never mind. Okay. Got Saffron Olive, Tappy Toe Claws, Gavin Dugan, and Pleasant Kenobi old duking it out. Right? I hope Pleasant Kenobi wins. He's my favorite. Then we got... Uh, Day two, Ben. Ooh. Day two, uh, first match of the day at ten ten a.m. Pacific time. You're gonna have Shivan Bot, Scott Larrabee, 
Mana Curves, and Emma Partlow. If you're into budget magic, she definitely does a lot of budget articles and, and write-ups. Yeah, yeah, she does. I know uh, Scott Larry is part of the Commander Rules Committee. She even bought big magic player or big commander player as well. These are all going to be such good games to watch, right? Let's see. Yeah, no, it's all like Ooh, Sheldon Mennery match six. Yep, going against Ben Bateman, Alex Kessler, and Patrick Mar uh, Marlette. I don't actually. I think I think he's a Channel Fireball writer, if I'm not mistaken. And then there's going to be uh, looks like two different teams. Four different teams that you can choose from. Like before how it had, you know, dogs and cats. And I can't remember what the first one was, actually. Or was the first one dogs and cats? Then I can't remember what the second one. Oh, the second one was dog and cat. Yeah. Okay, so I can't remember what the second one was. But they have the teams where you gain points. It's Baron Sanger from Homelands. Sanger the Dark Baron from Commander Legends. Or the final two are Jessica Warrior Adept from Judgment. Or Jessica Thrice Reborn. So... Who all is going to be participating in some commander this weekend then? Uh, you know, I might try this time. I might try it. Come on, Danny. Let's get let's get us all three and then see if we can get somebody else to join us and participate. <sighs> it's free to enter. And no, we, need, we, need, we need to rep, okay? We need to rep us. not that. It's the fact that I have my daughter this weekend and I have no idea what I'm doing this weekend. See, I, yeah, see, I've got my kids this weekend for the Thanksgiving holiday, but I think I might be able. That's why I said I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I might set aside some time to do this because I missed out on the last one and I was mad about it. Got to participate. I'm excited. I'm going to probably punch in a bunch of games here. All right, we need to we need to rep. We need to get our name out there. Maybe I'll attempt to stream this weekend. Even do it. It looks like we covered all the upcoming events. So you know Finally. what that means? <laughs> it means we turn it over to Danny and see what he's got in store for us. Sorry, Wade. We don't have any band restriction announcements. Give oh. it an ASMR. No, no BNR for you, man. Just did it. No, 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 no. It needs to be Danny's sultry voice. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have an update, so I can't do it. The no. update is there is no update. No update, nope. Mason. So anyway, <laughs> this blog talk of the week... Comes from Unajet or Una's Jet. Sorry, I'm, I'm butchering your name. Words are hard. I don't think they listen to this podcast. Anyway, if they did, I am sorry. <laughs> or if they do, I am sorry. They ask, out of curiosity, why do you have this stance that commander specific words can't be on cards outside of supplemental sets? It literally doesn't affect the card in any other format if, say, Parhelion. Second had the words, this card can be your commander on it. It is literally just to avoid confusion for new players. Question mark. History, uh, Mark replies, history has taught us that players think cards don't apply to them if there is a text that doesn't apply to them. For example, if we made a 5-5 five, five for 2 and a green with if you control 5 artifacts, card name has trample. Players don't play it because their deck doesn't have enough artifacts. I don't know if that really helps or if that just mutters the water a little bit more on that clarification, but it's, it's I guess, more noticeable when you have, like, Dual Lotus, where tap, sack, add three mana, only use this for your commander. Well, I think with that, if you have it in 
because you know that this is specifically talking about non-commander products so like you know the premier sets mm-hmm. like a standard set if you had that in a pack and you open it up the feel bads would be pretty bad if you know the player doesn't play commander i mean mm-hmm. commander is the largest format that people play but yep. there are definitely people that don't play it but the flip side of that it could get them to play commander because they just opened this card now that is it's, says commander it could get their foot in the door for commander that is true or it could be because so like this is just all like this week in mtg theory here that we're talking about but it could also be like the person sees this and they're like they're trying to shove commander down our throats and we're just trying to play normal magic maybe i'm not saying that but it's like the first like devil's advocate argument that popped in my head there <laughs> but you are saying it Matt. well hat. yes Tin hat comp- conspiracy theories and magic. There you go. There's our next podcast this week in conspiracy theories. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk to Trent. He already has that. The, he already has that podcast over at the Deep Fried Conspiracy Theory. Yo. Yeah, Deep we'll Fried have conspiracies. He'll be he'll be a guest. We'll do a collaboration podcast. There we go. We'll do magic conspir deep fried conspiracies. Trent, if you're listening, hit me up. I'll hit you up too because I don't know if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Either or, I'll let you know. But needless to say, it, de- it definitely, I can understand Mark, but at the same time, it's like, for, for something like this, like, on specifically a Planeswalker card, or, yeah, because Planeswalkers are the cards that have this card can be your commander. Yep. Uh, so, like, tacking that on to just a couple Planeswalkers, I feel like that's a completely different argument, uh, comparatively, because command zone interactions, like, they did that in Brawl, you know, Brawl packs, but brawl is not standard i mean i guess they kind of do it mm. brawl is standard though yeah but it's brawl also, is standard commander but it has a commander in it so it has cards that care about commander like arcane signet was first printed in the brawl and that has this card adds one mana of your commander's color identity it says commander in a standard set like you could play arcane signet in standard but see the, they the, have it the the confusion comes from when they started to add planeswalkers as commanders. Because originally it was commanders were legendary creatures. Yes. Therefore, everybody knew a legendary creature could become a commander. Now you start adding, okay, well, now this planeswalker can be a commander, but, you know, all these other ones can't. So you have that gray area where they either need to just fucking buck up and say, okay, all planeswalkers can be commanders because they're legendary, or no commander or no planeswalkers can be commanders because it's confusing as shit. Let's toss this out to our listeners. We're gonna put up a poll. I want you all to respond. Should planeswalkers be commanders? I know where I stand. Uh, How is it confusing when they say you, this one can be your commander? But like I, I get it, planeswalkers. Technically, are not creatures, so they can't be. I, right? I, I understand mean, that. I think but, it was a mistake to make planeswalkers those, commanders. Though the commander um, playable planeswalkers as commander really are not that powerful. There, got, there, there are one or two of them that are can put up a fight, but most of them are like well subpar I mean, planeswalkers. The reasoning for that is they were built in precons. Precons are like what come in at like a like two, three on the scale, maybe. 
Dreddy begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap Genius, I think, was the original. But the thing is, I mean, at this point, what they need to do is they need to figure out whether or not they're going to go all in on this or not. I don't think they... Because that would cure a lot of this confusion up and shit, too. I don't think they can due to the fact that your staples, like your power fives or power tens... Right. Can, well, fucking can be... Can be commanders. Fucking Lily of like the Vale Lily is Jace, your commander. <laughs> like Lily, Jace, Ajani, uh, Nessa, and... Chandra, they can't be commanders. Like, could you imagine? And then you're what the sub far is what? Gideon, Obnixus, um who are the other colors? Who's the second blue? Uh Teferi? Yep. And the second um what colors my, oh yeah, red would be what, Jaya? Or that'd be Tybalt. Who would be the second for red? Is is it Jaya or is it Tibbles? Well, you got a bunch of other like red planeswalkers that you, you can use Koth, but if you're going on like ones that we see frequently, then you know Chandra is primarily the red. Well, Chandra's Chandra's number one red. Who's number two red? Nobody. An- it, it, another form of on, Chandra. Honestly, it'd be a <laughs> it'd be a toss up between Jaya or Tibbles. Would be right. number two. Because number three is they're like, oh hey, we see them like once every four years. Right. But, like, the ones you see every, like, once every four years, I understand that they could be commanders. Like, hey, here's a card that, yeah, it's more driven to be a commander. Let's use it. Just so people can, hey, hey, rather than getting within the power f- power 10 or the usual 10, here's a planeswalker that's unusual. Use it for commander. Have fun. That's what it's for, right? I think what they should do is just keep the current planeswalkers that they have. They don't seem that, you know, degenerate or anything like that. And just make the thing where no more commanders as planeswalkers will be allowed. Like, this is my stance. I don't think planeswalkers should be commander. We now have a format nope. called Oathbreaker, which I feel is very good embodiment of that. And then you also have uh, Brawl, where you can play Planeswalkers as commanders. I feel like that, if you want that, you can do that there. Like, maybe come up with, like, modern Brawl. That might be a little too much. Historic Brawl, Pioneer Brawl. Like, keep it to that level, I guess. Because, again, have Jace the Mind Sculptor as your as your uh, commander. That's going to be, you know... All right. No, I, th- I think it was a mistake making Planeswalkers as commanders. I... I think it's just the dumbest idea ever. I don't think it was a mistake. I think it was good. It, I like when Watsy does things to try and check, you know, check the waters. Like, they don't have the appropriate tools to be like, okay, we have this idea. Do we know if this is going to work without actually putting it out there? Like, we have, you know, our playtesters, which is a small group of Magic players that have their own internal ideas of what Magic should be going as, as compared to the general public, which is us. You know, like, their expectations of magic are not what our expectations of magic necessarily are. And, you know, with that, sometimes they miss the mark. Miss the mark. But because of them, like, reaching out and trying these things, I think it's very important for them to do. I feel, you know, they tried Planeswalkers as commanders. Yeah, it's gone a step too far. Oh, I mean, it hasn't gone a step too far. It's not at that point yet, but something could happen to where it could be that point yeah what's next oh this enchantment can be your commander well we got um savit 
Savitaj or whatever in Commander Legends that could be your commander and uh, Jessica Jessica Thrice Reborn. Yeah, they're Planeswalkers, but what's next? Enchantments? Oh, hey, this sorcery can be your commander? Well, I mean, technically you do got enchantments. You got the gods that could be your commander. Yeah, but they're creatures. But they're enchantments. But they're creatures. But they're enchantments. What I'm saying is like a normal enchantment. Well, the, but I'm yeah. just saying they're enchantments. And the, just the, like Planeswalkers, they're legendaries. Planeswalkers make a little more sense as compared to an enchantment to like be at the helm of you know the commander position. And and they've already put the restrictions on where it's a subpar Planeswalker. None of them are broken. There's a couple that are like potent, but not broken. Yeah, they're yeah, they're not. That's my stance on Planeswalkers as commanders. Again, this is a very select few people that play Planeswalkers as their commanders. Yes, and you all get the from me. So we there's there hasn't been a power surge from Planeswalkers being commanders, so we have nothing to worry about as a casual game. Uh, Lord Windgrace begs to differ. As a casual game that meant for a tabletop within play group. Yeah, but Lord Windgrace begs to differ. He's a fucking asshole. Okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he's a he's a dick. Bad kitty. No nobody, pie, pie, pie. nobody likes that kitty. Anyway. Moving along. Yes, moving along. So let's jump into the news. Magic favorite cartoonist, Cardboard Crack, has announced a while or not too long ago uh, that they are going to be coming out with a book with a bunch of Cardboard Crack cartoons. Cardboard Crack, for those that don't know, is just like this simple, typically four-panel cartoon that always involves, you know, typical magic hijinks, you know, jokes that... Magic players get. Uh, I share them a lot on Twitter and on Facebook. So if you listen to us, you follow us on there, you're going to see them. Like the most notable one is the Emmercool that gets attacked by 15 squirrels. You know, Emmercool is having a monologue saying, I am this omnipotent being. Nothing can contest my power. And then all of a sudden, in the next panel, there's like a bunch of squirrels jumping at him. He's like, What's this? 15 squirrels? How can I ever compare? And then the final panel are two players that are playing Magic that are like, something about this doesn't seem right. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put that specific cardboard crack uh, comic in the description. But like that's the gist of it. It does so much. It is a great comic. It always brings a smile to my face. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Right. I love those things. So, Cardboard Crack is coming out with an art book called Quarantine with My Cardboard cardboard crack and it has the cover art of what it's going to be like and it's very good it's in the style of cardboard crack there's these two magic players playing inside of a house and the walls are uh, around them are collapsing and there's a bunch of zombies breaking in it looks good i'm excited for this book i'm actually gonna be putting a pre-order in on this pre-orders are coming soon it hopefully says it doesn't have a date uh links in the show notes on this but yeah I'm excited. Like this is this is that bit of joy that you get from quarantine and magic play. The creator of cardboard crack, A plus, knocks it out of the park with every comic. I think, right. Anyways, oh my god, does this have pictures? Oh, this has pictures. I'm gonna draw. Of what? Yeah, Seth McKinnon draw. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the art. This set. one didn't have pictures. Well, because when I posted that one. No, I posted this one. Oh, that was the one you posted? Yes. Okay. 
Okay, are we ready to get started on the next part here? Where are the fucking pictures? How about you go to the Secret Layer site instead? No. I don't want Oh? We're getting this site ready, so follow Secret Layer to get updates. Their site is not ready. Let's jump to Secret Lair on Twitter. Yeah, it was I saw someone post on one of the Facebook groups. So it was a swamp by Bob Ross. Um, what the frick was it? No, well, this is this one's all Seb McKinnon, and it was uh, going to be. Oh, that, this was the secret one. Uh, Sower of Temptation, Damnation, Enchanted Evening, and a Full Art Swamp. What the fuck, Chuck? Well, it has the pictures all the way at the end here. They're kind of far away. But... Because this one looks cool. I've had a guess. But then it's not even in the article. Let's go here. Star City. See if they got the pictures up here. Because I want to see these goddamn pictures of Seb McKinnon art. Jeez, you Seb boy. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, not even on here. Has right? The yeah, that's the link that I posted, and it doesn't have anything, and it pisses me off. And then this, right here, the Epic Stream, shows it in the, in the thing, but then you click on the article, and it doesn't show any fucking pictures. So McKinnon doesn't even have it up on his uh, wall right now, either. What the fuck? Sure, Chuck? he can't. Dude, that bankrupt in blood is so cool. I would love to get a playmate of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing, yeah. I they have guess, to wait. Like yeah, they, they just got... You know, this experience and stuff right here. You know, these cards and stuff. Like, the Damnation looks really good. Right. See? Look. Boom. Ultra Pro's got that on the fucking playmat. There you go. Well, clearly, that's your next playmat that you're going to get. Oh, you fucking ain't right, Cotton. You little sad boy. Goddamn right. I still want to get that Soul Herder playmat he has, too. Of course you do. Why not? Because I play Soul Herder. So, you know, we did all this conversation trying to start off the news topic of Seb McKinnon and deviate right. it so far off. So now I just got to leave this part in and do my best to like splice this in now because right. of you. Splice it in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God damn it, JB. I just wanted to see the pictures before I talked about it. I'm sorry. Well, clearly it has happened. Links to the tweeted video below. The video is good. Mm-hmm. I apologize for in the beginning. It was pretty loud. <laughs> now that I realize that this is probably going to stay. Do we want it to stay or do you just want to do it fresh? I don't know. I don't know, this seemed pretty fun still. Right. A good a good JB first take on experiencing the video. Right? Yes. Okay, so Matt can just splice all this shit together because he's cool like that. So we have Watsy's previewing a secret lair art series, an artist series with Seb McKinnon. It's going to be the first of this secret versary super drop. And it looks like the whole drop or this Seb McKinnon drop and all the others from this super drop are going to be available for pre-order from November 30th to December 14th at thesecretlayer.wizards.com. This Seb McKinnon one is going to include Sower of Temptation, Damnation, Enchanted Evening, and a Full Art Swamp, all with alternate art from Seb McKinnon. And let me tell you, we just looked at the art, and it is sweet. Badass. People are going to be buying this. I am very curious to see what price point they're going to be putting this at. Right? I feel like that is definitely going to be a driving factor of how... Because if this... There's so many people that love Seb McKinnon. Like I mentioned earlier, like people think that... So Therese Nielsen was like that uh, artist that everybody knew and everybody's like, oh, the art is so amazing. And then, you know, the shit happened with her of 
you know, not no longer being an artist for Watsi. And now Seb McKinnon's kind of like rolled up and kind of like, you know, metaphor, not metaphorically, whatever, taking that place essentially. So people are like, this is that. And so many people are excited about this. I imagine a lot of people are going to be buying, buying in on the Seb McKinnon art. Right. And Ultra Pro just posted, I just saw across my feed here, that they're selling the playmats with the damnation art from the secret layers of Seb McKinnon and it looks sweet and I want it. Perfect. This week we have an article from Card Market News. Sellers with the most cards returns to wants lists near you. We have some exciting news today. When we first introduced a new shopping wizard, we removed the popular user feature that causes performance issues across the website. Sellers with the most cards. The initial feedback we received was constructive, to say the least. This naturally made us realize how essential this feature was to our users. We wanted work. We started working on a way to bring it back without the performance issues. Well, we are happy to announce the return of sellers with the most cards. Ablet with some challenges to reduce the performance issues the feature caused. The most important change is that users will no longer see prices on the sellers with the most cards list. We know that issue is not ideal, but finding but finding and keeping those prices up to date was the biggest drake on the website's performance. In exchange, the users will be able to see how many articles that the seller has and what percentage of their wants list that represents. Users can also go to the list of the article, articles a seller has from their wants list, and finally, users can add all matched articles from the sellers directly to their cart. Lastly, we want to stress that this is an ongoing process. We will continue to work on on both the shopping wizard, wants list, and all our features on card market. We look forward to letting everyone know about the next big things. Happy shopping, your card market. This one's primarily useful to those of our listeners across the pond. It's talking about different updates and stuff. Something we found out on the Play EDH Discord is that they now have a tab for Commander Legends Sealed. Go onto the Discord, check it out. You can now do Commander Legends Sealed on their Discord. Also on top of that, one other thing that they added, an announcement just today. They tweeted, Announcement time. We're adding a new power level, low power. This is a discussion we've had many times over the year, and we believed it was necessary. But the continuous growth of the server has meant there is a whole new bracket of users that we are underserving. The stated goal of Play EDH is to provide a curated play experience, and with our population at the size that it is, we have determined that for the benefit of quality in Battlecruiser and mid-power games, a new level in between Battlecruiser and mid is needed. Also, we have a new channel specifically for rechecking those mid-decks that may now fit into our new power level, and new mentor apps are open. If you're interested, apply. So yeah, now there's sealed, uh, a sealed tab, so you can play some Commander Legends sealed, and there is a different power level, the low power level, which is between Battlecruiser and mid. Play EDH Discord, links below. We've played on there. It's fun. You just meet some awesome people and play some magic. 
Okay, so MTG Arena updates. The scheduled maintenance report for MTG Arena. Looks like the scheduled maintenance is completed. Patch notes are available in progress. Scheduled maintenance is currently in progress. No, it was done. Well, then why the fuck does it say in progress, Matt? I don't know. If you look at the timestamps below it, you can see when it happened. Fine, then. So the... So what the fuck? You just God damn it. Okay, so never mind. The feature, Matt, cut everything out. (laughs) Fuck this shit. Talk about the scheduled scheduled maintenance that happened, I guess. Why is this even in here, then, Matt? Because people need to know about... Okay, fine. If it already happened, they already know. It happened four days ago, Matt. I'm sure anybody that plays Arena knows that, hey, oh shit, we were down for fucking scheduled maintenance, and now I have an update. I got to download that's like fucking three gigs, and it's going to take me eight hours to do. Yeah, but you didn't read what the patch notes were. Addresses an issue where ornithopters using the Kaladesh Invention card style were not displaying collect- correctly in decks. Related, we're, uh, we'll be re-abling the Kaladesh Invention style bundle shortly. Fixed issues that prevented some players from being able to reach the in-game store. Due to player interest, Kaladesh Remastered Traditional Draft has been extended an additional week. Okay, duly noted. Links in the description. If you want to read the patch notes, click on the link. Because I ain't going to read them. So sassy. So sassy. Such a sassy boggle. So sassy. I don't even know what I'm going to name this episode. There's so much shit that's in here. This this would be a great name for this episode. (laughs) This week in ASMR. Uh, one other thing going to talk about, a couple more things to talk about here in the news that we're going to cover really, really quickly. Moxfield is now affiliated with TCG Player as an integration in the Moxfield site. You can, they have a buy option to where you can like buy a deck or a single card. Brings you right to TCG Player to do that. Figure that is important since we just interviewed them. Speaking of, we interviewed them. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. And uh, one other thing to tap on with that, don't know really why, but uh, George Fan, creator of Plants vs. Zombies, was on the latest Drive to Work episode with Mark Rosewater. It was a very enjoyable game, er, enjoyable podcast to listen to, and I don't know, I recommend it. You all listen to it. Link's in the description down below. So Jake Viper has an article that just came out today on Epic Stream. Jeweled Lotus Magic, or Jeweled Lotus Magic the Gathering card price significantly drops after Commander Legends pre-release. As these guys over here just pointing fingers in my face telling me I should have sold mine. But you know what? I don't care. Uh, Wizard of the Coast finally released Commander Legends last week. The first ever Commander Magic the Gathering set designed for booster draft features 71 legendary creatures and planeswalkers. As well as a brand new staples as well as brand new staples for the fan-favorite format. And the most controversial card from the set is Jeweled Lotus. Despite the hype and its its $150 pre-order price, Jeweled Lotus price has significantly dropped since it's made available for pre-order. For those who don't know what Jeweled Lotus is, it's a zero-drop artifact where you tap, sacrifice Jeweled Lotus, add three mana of any one color, spend this mana only to cast your commander. Ever since Drew Lotus was officially revealed, Commander players and Magic collectors have been talking about the Zero to Cast artifact that can produce 3 mana of any color that you can only use to cast your Commander when you sacrifice it. The card is clearly uh, similar to the most expensive Magic card ever printed, Black Lotus, and some players even said that it's too powerful for the Commander format. 
Many buyers pre-ordered the card for $150, and now it's worth about a third of that and still seeing its price decline. According to TCG Player, the current price for a non-foil Jew Lotus is $59, and the foiled version is currently valued valued at, words are hard guys, at $73. The professor of the Tolerian Community College also tweeted about the price drop, saying that he feels bad for those who had pre-ordered it at $150. While many MTG collectors expected the price of Jewel Lotus to drop eventually, it's still surprisingly a drop below $100 in the first week since the release of Commander Legends. Well, we called it, you know. Yeah, I called it how long ago when it said, yeah, it's a good card, but it's not worth that $150 price tag. Yeah, we, we all stood mm-hmm. on that. Like, sure, 50 bucks max is what this card is worth just because it holds the Mox moniker at or the, the, the Lotus moniker, you know, at best. Yeah, but look at all the other fucking Black Lotus impersonators. They're like sub $10. Yeah, but I think with a lot of something with, with that, like Lotus Bloom as a card, not a lot of Magic players that have recently come into Magic know about the Time Spiral sets and stuff. You know, maybe they haven't looked that far. There's also Lotus Petal. But that's not that's not a Lotus, uh, a, a Black Lotus, though. It doesn't give you three. But it's still a Lotus. I mean, yeah, it's still a Lotus. But they're both 10 bucks. Exactly. So, I mean... I, I, I say $30. I think this thing will bottom out at 30 It's a card, and... Uh, it is a card. I don't know, like we've said our piece on this in previous weeks. We're not surprised at this. Like right. Jewel Lotus, like the hype of like, Oh, this card is amazing right off the bats. And it's like, no, I mean in the certain deck, like there's certain decks that can abuse it, but no different than any other decks that can abuse one card. Right. And here we are, you know, um, as like when, when, it, when it comes to the people that pre-ordered this at 150, I don't feel bad. I feel when I, it, when I it, do, but I don't. When it comes like. to pre-orders, it's like know your limit of what you can do. A pre-order for a hundred and fifty, I feel that that's really ridiculous. Like I don't even, I don't know. Like a pre-order of five bucks, sure. Like you're gonna lose four dollars. I'm hoping you know, maybe the people that pre-ordered this at a hundred and fifty are you know the magic players that are more financially stable and not some poor you know Timmy that was like. I need to jump in on this. And now they really got like shafted. Tremor. I'm hoping. Just, you just had to go there, Matt, didn't you? Tremor. Gotta remember, he has the mind mentality of like a five-year-old. Tremor. 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 Shut up. So it happened. I don't know. I don't feel bad. It's, yeah. It's a good card. It's not worth $150. My pre-orders are going to be here soon. I just did checked you, on tracking on them. Did you uh, pre-order anything over like ten bucks? No, because my whole pre-order, I bought two copies of a card and wasn't even over ten dollars. There you go. I don't know. I pre-ordered them at three bucks a piece, and they're still sitting at about three dollars a piece. I feel pre-orders are typically very, very tough to like, you know, traverse around. Well, let's let's check right now. Let's see. Live let's checking. See, let's see for if those I lost money on this. Live checking, no updates now. Oh, oh shit! I did. You lost out. I did. Holy shit! How fuck. much? 
Holy shit, now. market price is 49 cents. Womp, womp. You got raped. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I'm only this, out like $7, so it's not that it's big. It's still the same ratio of those who pre-ordered a black or uh, Jewel Lotus. Jewel Lotus. Yeah. Right. Same percentage. Just I, a higher. I, I paid $3 per copy, plus I think it was like $0.99 cents per shipping. Yep, same percentage you lost out on, but I don't know. If foils, gonna, foils are two dollars and eight cents. If you're gonna be pre- pre-ordering these, pre-ordering any cards, this is not just for like Commander Legends, any future set, just know what you're capable of. Like I said, I really hope that the people that did pre-order this at 150 were ones that were able to take a big financial loss like this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're all completely stupid here. You know, we're three schmucks with microphones that don't see the value of this and. You know, maybe six months, it will be back up to 150. No, no way in hell. Okay, okay, just had max to put that out of fifty dollars. I could see this thing bottoming out at thirty and then climbing back up to maybe forty-five, fifty bucks. That's my prediction. All right. Well, with that, I think we'll just jump into the finance section. Right, meow. Cha-ching. So in the finance section, we read an amazing article from MTG Stocks called The Weekly Winners. In this article, they talk about three to five cars that have seen notable price increases and three to five cars that have seen notable decreases in their cheap pickup section. So let's just jump into this. Commander Legends is out. So now we're going to be talking about a bunch of Commander cards that are moving around in price. First up, from Commander Legends itself, new card Jessica's Will. Red 2, Sorcery. Choose one. If you control a commander as you cast this spell, you may choose both. Add red for each card in target opponent's hand. Or, exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. This card has seen a 181% increase, now chilling at 399 But as of today... The average price of this card is two dollars thirty nine cents. The market is a buck fifty. See, I should have traded you this card like middle of last week when it spiked to almost ten dollars. Yeah, I don't think I would have taken it then. Oh, you would have. No, you would have, and you would have liked it. No, I wouldn't. Stop have. it. Yes, you would have. No, you know it. No, you would have taken it because you want it and you love it. I do like. And this you're card. a nice guy. It is a good card. So, Commander Legends are out. Uh. The most notable thing about this card is it's an upgrade of a card called Act of Impulse, which sees play in Legacy Ruby Storm and also used to see play in the Doomsday decks. So Act of Impulse is a sorcery for red to exile the top three cards of your library until end of turn, you may play those. So this is just a strictly better one because you also have the other mode to choose from if you need it. You can't do much of getting both in Legacy because, you know, you don't get Commander in there. But if you need the mana, it's going to help you there. It's it's like, it's a no-brainer at that point. You always want something that gives you, like, that extra mode, that extra option kind of thing. Next up, we have Eladomri's Vineyard, a card from Tempest. It is Green Enchantment. At the beginning of each player's uh, pre-combat main phase, add green-green to that player's mana pool. This card is only printed in Tempest, and uh, currently, as of, it has seen a 64% increase, now sitting at $5.99, but as of today, this card 
Jesus. The average price spiked up to $29.99. Someone is selling this card for $29.99 online. But don't worry, market price is still $4. If you're able to find these, like, it's good. It's a good card. It gets mana. And what makes it important right now, because of Commander Legends, is because of your lock of Scorch Thrash. It is the Mana Burn Commander. It is green, red, black, one for a 4-4 Viosino Shaman with Vigilance. A player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. And then it has pay a colorless, tap each player, adds Jund to their mana pool. So mana burn decks are now getting a resurgence. Anything that gives your opponent's mana are moving up in light. You got things like Spectral Searchlight as well as another one because it's a three mana artifact that taps choose a player that player adds one mana of any one color to their mana pool and if you do it and they can't spend it it just deals damage so cards like this are going to be moving up in price and because eladomery's vineyard is an old card with one printing this actually is probably gonna be going really fast so if you got them in bulk keep an eye out uh enter them in on tcg sniper for their price increase notification so maybe you can jump in on the hype of this card and make a little change there is a list in MTG stocks of uh, a commander deck using this card. Worth checking out. It looks very fun. Like when this card came out, I was all for it. Mana Burn coming back seems like a very fun concept of a game. But from there, let's talk about the next card on the list, which is Oboro Palace in the Clouds. It is a legendary land from Saviors of Kamigawa. It taps to add blue to your mana pool, and then you pay one, return Oboro Palace in the Clouds to its owner's hand. This card has seen an 8% increase, but it sits at $53.07. As of today, though, you can find it for 50 bucks market price, actually. And the foil is $110. This card's only had the one printing in Sabres of Kamigawa, uh, a set that didn't have a lot of, you know, didn't, didn't have a lot of packs opened. So this card is actually probably going to be moving rightfully up for a bit. This one's going to be a harder card to reprint in any set. Oh, man. Yeah. This is just going to be a, a, a good card to be starting to pick up. So the reason why this card is moving up, we should probably talk about that here. We have in Modern... A couple weeks ago, it was discussed in a weekly winners. At the time, it was attributed to the spike of Hedron Crab and Tatiova. But now, in Commander Legends, we have another commander that works nicely with Aboro. Aiz Aisa, Tyrant of Gyre Strait. This is the card that Harry likes the most right now, <laughs> coming out in Commander Legends. It is pretty much Tatiova Benthic Druid. It is a 4 green-blue 5-5 five five Legendary Serpent. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. So you play this, you pay a mana, you tap it, you return it to your hand. So first you play it, you draw a card. You tap it, return it to your hand, and play it again, you draw another card. So one mana, two two cards. Seems pretty pretty alright. Let's get you a land drop, let's get you your triggers. Another deck list, a commander deck list in MTG stocks for this, so check it out. It's a bunch of drawn cards, and it's any Simic, just another Simic deck. I don't know. I'm not as enthused about just Simic good stuff decks right now. 
We've seen enough of them. Have we though? I mean, maybe it's just the summer of 2020 and all the all the simicky goodies and stuff like that. Simic is broken. But that is all we have for the weekly winners. I pass it over to JB with the cheap pickups. All right. So, first up in our cheap pickups, we have the M21 printing of Grim Tudor sitting at $12.98, record low and bottoming out. So keep an eye on it. If you want to pick it up dirt cheap, I know I'm probably going to pick some up here pretty soon. Now that they're dropping so much. Um, check it out. Definitely pick them up. Next up, we have Azusa Lost But Seeking, the M21 print. Sitting at $7.50. Record low and bottoming out also. Next up, we have the Luminous Brood Moth from Ikoria. Sitting at $8.74. Record low and bottoming out. And then last but not least, we have Vendelian Click, the Masters 25 printing, sitting at $10.03, record loan bottoming out. As always, if you want to be picking up these cards or selling these cards and being on top of it, go check out tcgsniper.com. Make an account and you can put in cards from TCG Player into TCG Sniper Set a desired price if you want to be notified if the card in question moves up in price or moves down in price. So if you want to catch a card on an upward trend, sell it, make a little bit of money, or you want some cards to buy on the cheap, get notified when it drops down like another couple bucks, you can do that with TCG Sniper. And right now, if you go over there and mention that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their plus program the plus program what you get from there is you get notifications via discord and text message and you can have up to 50 cards on your list or you could just you know keep the free version still it's still a good site the free version you get five cards and you only get email notifications but still it is good anybody who has emails i don't know if you guys do but i got uh, notifications popped on if I get an email and if I see that I would click it and get some cards got some force of wills notified when they dropped below $70 that's a good card I've got a bunch of sealed product on mine yeah sealed product you can get notified for that as well seriously go check them out let them know we sent you you will not be disappointed with the TCG sniper plus program there's so much in store for this site go check them out so with that out of the way, let's talk about Deck of the Week. Whoop whoop. So this one was snubbed right underneath my nose from me. I had a deck all lined up, and JB was like, nah, we got this one instead. Right? So we're pulling, our, we're pulling this deck from Moxfield. Like, we're not sponsored or anything, but we just love this site. So go check them out. Just going to say that here now. It's totally worth it. God, with how much we plug them, we should be. Harry John. Let us know. Right? <laughs> All right. So let's break this up in sections. We'll each take a section here. I want creatures. Take us away with the creatures then. All right. So first up, this deck is called Jeskai Angel Shark Blade. So I'm sure you guys can figure out why I picked it. <laughs> so in our creatures, we have a single Baneslayer Angel, two Legion Angels, one Lyra Dawnbringer, one Restoration Angel, two Snapcaster Mages, two Spell Quellers, and four Stoneforge Mystics. Uh, sorceries for this deck, we have three Cleansing Fire, Wildfire, sorry, 
It's a red one. Sorcery destroy target land. Its controller may search their library for basic land card. Put it in the battlefield tap and shuffle the library. Draw a card. Uh, we moved along to uh, four lightning bolts. We all know it's a one red drop with uh, three damage. Lightning helix is a Boros. One white, one red. Lightning helix deals three damage to any target and you gain three life. And then we have three mana leaks. It's a one blue, one colorless instant counter target spell unless this controller pays three. Path Exile, it's a one white exile target creature. Its controller may search the library for basic land card. Put that card on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle their library. And last but not least, we have Spell Pierce. One blue counter target non-creature spell unless his controller pays two. And move along to Matt. And he has the artifacts for you. And the artifacts is the typical Stone Forge Mystic artifact package. You got a single battle batter skull, five mana artifact equipment, living weapon. So when it ETBs, you create a zero zero black germ creature token that's attached to it. The equipped creature gets plus four, plus four, has vigilance and lifelink. You can pay three mana, return batter skull to its owner's hand, and then it just has a, a five mana, five generic to equip. Next up is Sword of Feast and Famine, three mana artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has pro black and green. When equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card, and you untap all lands you control. It has an equipped of two. Sword of Fire and Ice, my favorite sword. Three colorless artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus oh, and has pro red and blue. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, Sword of Fire and Ice deals two damage to any target, and you draw a card. It has an equip of two. And then finally, the enchantments that this deck has is Shark Typhoon. Blue five enchantments. When you cast a non-creature spell, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. And it has cycling of X blue one. Discard this card, draw a card. And then it has an ability of when you cycle Shark Typhoon, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying. In the land section, we have four Arid Mesa, the white red fetch land, four flooded strand, the blue white fetch land, two sacred, oh, not sacred foundry. Well, I mean, two sacred foundry. It's the white red shock land. Uh, trying to get all the shock lands in here. One steam vent, the blue red shock land. And then also it has Raugrin Triome, which is the Jeska Triome, two Glacial Fortress, uh, blue, blue white check land, then three Flake Thrones of Trokir. It is a legendary land that taps to add white to your mana pool. And then if it Flakes of Flake Thrones of Trokir is put into your graveyard from play, you may search your library for a planes card, put it into play, tapped if you do shuffle your library. In here as well, there is a single sun baked canyon, which is the uh, pay one life, add tap, pay pay life, add red or white, and then pay one, tap, sack sunbake canyon, sunbake canyon, draw a card, and two planes, a mountain, and an island. Did you get the hallowed fountains? And two hallowed fountains. <laughs> the white, blue, shockland. Yeah, this deck is a control deck. Y'all make me feel bad for not reading the cards when I read mine. Should have done it. I'm you know sorry. the rules. No, I don't. Okay, so sideboard. We have a single Aether Gust, one generic, one blue. Instant, choose target spell or permanent that's red or green. Its owner puts it on the top or bottom of their library. We have a single Blessed Alliance, 
uh, single generic, one white, instant with Escalate 2. Uh, you can choose one or more. Target player gains four life. Untap up to two target creatures. Or target opponent sacks an attacking creature. I hate that card. I love that card. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. Uh, we also have a single Dovin's Veto. Uh, one white, one blue. Instant. Spell can't be countered. Counter target non-creature spell. Uh, single Grim Lavamancer. For a single red, you get a human wizard creature. That's a 1-1. One, one. And you can pay a single red, tap it, exile two cards from your graveyard. Grim Lavamancer deals two damage to any target. You have two core firewalkers. For white-white, you get a 2-2 core soldier with protection from red. Whenever a player casts a red spell, you may gain one life. Good against burn. Uh, Next up, we have two Legion Angels. Two generic white-white. You get a 4-3 Angel Warrior with flying. Uh, When it enters the battlefield, you may reveal a card you own named Legion Angel from outside of the game and put it into your hand. So that's where those two main board come in hand. They can pull these two out of the sideboard. Yep. And then we have two Path to Exiles. Danny already read it. We have two Rest in Peace. Single generic, one white. It's an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, exile all cards from all graveyards. If a card... Or token would be put into a graveyard from anywhere. Exile it instead. Then we have a single Sword of War and Peace. Three generic. You get an artifact. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from red and from white. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, Sword of War and Peace deals damage to that player equal to the number of cards in their hand. And you gain one life for each card in your hand. And then to top it all off, we have two Wear and Tear. Where is a generic in red? Destroy target artifact. And then tear is a single white. You cast it from your graveyard. Destroy target enchantment. Or no, never mind. This is a dual side. So it can be either or. Yep. It's not the aftermath cards. But you can pay to cast them both at the same time. Because it has fuse. Oh, snap. Look at that. Something new. I didn't know that. You're welcome. This deck looks very jam-packed and can, I don't know, this looks like the kind of deck that could definitely hold its own and make it into a top eight of an MTGO challenge or league. My big question, why doesn't it have Maul of the Skyclaves? That is a very good point. Maybe the person, uh, so the creator of this deck is Def Not Kev. Maybe Def Not Kev believes, you know, having, you know, the swords are just a little more consistent. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you can have the swords and stuff, but there a lot of the D&T has been including, been making a uh, slot room for the Mall of Skyclaves. Well, you can't compare D&T to a Jeskai control deck. But you can, because if you're because, running Stoneforge and you're running an equipment package, why not run Mall of Skyclaves? Well, let's take a look at the creatures here. We have Baneslayer, which is a flying angel. Legion Angel, which is a flying angel. Lyra Dawnbringer, which is a flying angel. Restoration Angel, which is a flying angel. You see what I'm getting at? Yes, but as soon as, as soon as you tap it gives your you Stoneforge, put it on the field, it attaches automatically. You don't have to pay the equip costs like you do with the swords. You're playing a long game with this, and you're going to be perfectly fine, because you kind of pseudo-ramp here as well. Uh, Cleansing Wildfire, Flagstones of Trokir are a good combo together, because you know you target your land with... You target Flagstones of Trokir... Blow it up, you get a basic off of Cleansing Wildfire, and you get a planes, any planes off of Flakestones. So it kind of mitigates the, ch- you know, it gives you that bit of ramp there. 
you know, and it can help you get closer to equipping. Yes. Maul the Skyclaves, man. I don't know. If if I'm trying to be... If anything, I'd take out the Singleton Spell Pierce, because Spell Pierce is dumb, and then put in Maul the Skyclaves. Spell Pierce is really good. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's not. It catches those pesky players that are like, I'm going to cast a Shark Typhoon. My opponent only has one mana open. Well, I don't know what you're thinking about here, but I don't know. I mean, maybe Skull of the My- Mall of the Skyclave could be important, but in in Def Not Kev's situation here, the deck looks like it has a bunch of the flying beaters and stuff right now. You got two spell quellers as well. It's, in, it's, it's a flyer. And you're getting the same power and toughness bump that you would be getting off of a, a mall. And you got shark typhoons as well. I don't know think this deck looks really good uh mana leak i love i love me some mana leak always appreciative of that this deck looks very fun uh the overall price of this deck is 622 dollars Jeez, i don't know if you all remember but we did budget decks back in the beginning of this and now we're just like balls to the walls let's look at all these awesome decks what they can do right let's uh make a note right here right now next week deck of the week is going to be a budget deck is it though? Is, is it, it really? Yeah, you're not. Are you gonna, sure? You're not gonna uh, coo- uh, do a coup on my deck of next week. Gonna find a batch deck. Want to bet? Al- he's already said he's finding the deck for deck of the week. So you no. don't have to worry about it. You could just do your job and actually get the event results set up. But where's the fun in that? <laughs> Setting up the event results. You want to talk about the events, don't you? Yeah, but I'm always the one that finds the deck of the week. This deck looks really legit and able to, like, yeah, I don't know what else you want me to say. This deck looks good. Link's in the description down below. But thank you guys for making it all the way to the end of this. You are legendary magic folk. As always, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and join the Discord where we talk all cool things magic, share some news where you can find and submit deck of the week if you want us to talk, you know, three schmucks talk about your deck. Also, please make sure to check out J-Dubs Sports Card and Gaming for all your magic and singles needs magic product as well join their leagues we have modern and legacy on saturdays and sundays uh we also uh, with our discord we stream the podcast every monday we record it live so somewhere in here you probably heard us talking to chat specifically so if you want to become part of the chat and you know poke fun at us as we're trying to do the podcast please do we enjoy we really do if you guys have questions, comments, concerns of any sorts, please hit us up on any of those platforms, or you can send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss when episodes come out, because we also drop bonus episodes with interviews with awesome people, like we did this last weekend with the creators, Harry and John of Moxfield. Go listen to that if you haven't listened to it. Seriously, it was a good time. We are very often, very honored that they agreed to do that with us. And with that, do y'all have anything else to say? We will catch you guys next week.
87 notifications? I haven't checked it in a while. I'm sorry. <laughs>